0: All right, we're live. Welcome back to the Time of Life podcast hosted by myself, Dominic and Liam, where we talk about controversial topics, viral videos and keep you motivated to do great things in the world. Welcome to episode 11 or episode 13. Sorry, my bad. With our most known guest, Charlie. Welcome everybody. Let's get started. All right. So, let's start out with this. We have a couple famous YouTubers. We got we got plug talk We got YouTubers scamming scammers and we also have social media controlling your life. All right. So first one we're going to talk about YouTubers scamming scammers literally of their time. Absolutely brilliant of them to do this. They help others by wasting their time, uh, gaining bank accounts, how they operate and report it straight to local authorities and government officials. Sometimes they even hack into the scammers. Getting their IDs, accessing the cameras, deleting files from them, and shutting down call centers all So overall, YouTubers are doing a good thing nowadays. You know what? I would actually saw a video that
1: had exactly a guy had a guy doing exactly that. He um, he called actually no, the scammer called him, and he just went along with it. And then he actually managed to get the scammer's entire information reported to the government and got it shut down. I thought that was really cool.
0: Oh, yeah. There's actually uh, several of them doing that. There's one that actually just basically their entire point is to call them and waste as much time as possible by keeping them on the phone for absolutely ages. They use a fake Bank of America account, too and they figured out the entire motto, their entire script of the scammers and they literally just follow along essentially and get them to give them their bank accounts or just completely waste them of their time for content by doing, getting gift cards. Literally they go out, they get their own gift cards and they're worth $500 each time and the scammers are ultimately trying to redeem those cards for cash. You can actually trade uh, your cards for cash for like 85% of it yeah, of yeah, yeah. face value. But the entirety point the point of it is that they actually, the guy actually sends them the wrong card number oh. and then proceeds to put the correct card number in because the scammer can actually see your screen and he claims it right to Google Play every time <laughs> and i think i actually think they're fake ones but who knows that the i mean the youtuber has probably 2.6 million subscribers so he probably wow. makes enough money to do that anyways or the government actually sponsors him a little bit because they keep report he keeps reporting these people these scammers and call centers to the local authorities where they can actually figure out where these call centers are located and get them shut down altogether and get people all deleted or get them basically to no longer be able to take people's money just out of the blue. That's awesome and you know what, scammers
1: actually also, they kind of market like traditional marketers do just in a different way. Like if you, you know like how everyone, I think everyone has had this where they have like, a Facebook account where they it's pretty obvious that it's a bot or something that they have fake followers, but you know, not a lot of posts on there. Um, they see if you follow them back or if you message them back and that for them is like a lead, you know what I mean? So it's, Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. I definitely get you what you mean there. Mm-hmm.
1: And so they'll keep following you and keep trying that if you follow them back, it's, it's nuts. But I mean, to be honest, it's a lot like traditional marketers do, and some people are actually so convinced or so desperate for the scam to work that they keep buying the scam over and over again, even if it doesn't work over and over again. And oh, isn't because that they're
0: just trying to get as many people. They're trying to get reach out to as many people as possible just to get that one unlucky person. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think they more target older folks mm-hmm. because they're. They don't have the brain... Com- well, they don't have the capacity to think as well as they did when they were younger. And they can obviously tell it was a scam. And because of that older generation brain, they know they don't know what's a real and what's not anymore. they just kind of like, okay, stuff happens. They're like, I don't want you to lose your job. I don't want you to do that. All of that. But ultimately, there is good people out there in the world actually trying to solve this. Uh, another one actually... I don't know if he's good or bad, one Mm -hmm. of the two. I don't know anyways. But basically, he calls all the scammers, and he's able to actually hack into their system. Okay. And whoever it is, the the call center, obviously, they're actually able to access their computer files. Mm. And so what they do is they access their computer files and delete all of them. Oh, jeez. And lock and literally make the call center guy watch him do the entire steps of him deleting all his files. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine
1: though? It's torture.
0: Yeah. It's just torture for the call center because they just put all that work into getting all that money, all that time, all those leads across the boards. Where they're able to actually, they're I'm sure they're all in cahoots with one another. Where if they get a person to actually call back, mm-hmm. they put them right into a system and say oh, yeah. and sell it out to other scammers, mm-hmm. other call centers, so they can actually call them back and try to get them interested in it. The same product they're basically selling people's names mm-hmm. and making money along the way, both ends of the party. So it's a mutual beneficial.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And you know what? I actually think I remember somewhere saying that I think fraud today is higher than it's ever been in history. Oh, yeah.
0: 100%. Ever since the internet came around. Oh, yeah. It's the highest it's ever been because how you supposed to scam people as much when you're, let's say, in the 19, early 1900s where no internet ever existed. You actually had to go to places to mm-hmm. yep. do it. You can't do it on a mass scale where you can literally reach out to people across the entire world. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those crazy things that sometimes scammers are actually so desperate that they will actually reach out to you and just text you literally their uh, bank information, password and everything. Username, Mm -hmm. password and everything just to get, because they're so desperate to get that money. Even if you're on the phone call with them for 10 hours, you never gave them anything. Mm -hmm. And every time they've done that, the YouTuber basically reports all those accounts to bank of America, local authorities, the local government, FBI. It's like, you just gave up your entire gig just off that one account. And now they have to go open a new, a new bank of America account or whatever bank Mm -hmm. they use. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and also, like, I think it's not even just, like, little scammers. Like, there's a lot of big scammers out there, too. Oh, yeah,
0: 100%.
1: Like, um, all the crypto rug pulls that are going on, like, and still going on. I know that was a bit back in the past, but definitely still uh, happening on a smaller scale today. There's also, um, you know, companies, like, with stock that are MLM schemes that aren't working, but they say they work. And they can get away with not just, like, a few pennies. They can get away with millions or even billions of dollars. Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. There's another way they do it as well. They also go ahead and try to get you to buy... They change all your money to crypto.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so instead of just giving the money straight to them. Mm -hmm. They trade all their money for crypto and the scammer actually has access to the account because they're the ones creating the account and password. That is, Oh my God. So they literally get them to transfer all their money to cryptocurrency and then they don't have access to the account anymore. And the scammer just takes all that cryptocurrency and turns it all into money again.
1: And then it can't even theoretically be traced to that point or it it really can't harder.
0: It would be significantly harder because instead of going bank, to person, now mm-hmm. you have that middleman, the cryptocurrency, yeah. mm-hmm. a universal credit. Or better yet, if you just use the cryptocurrency and change it for Ethereum, the mm-hmm. most versatile one possible, where you can buy everything with Ethereum now. They'll buy NFTs, whatever's out there, and they can literally purchase I think they're gonna really start putting into getting rid of bank US dollars and do bank cryptocurrency with Ethereum. Uh, Bitcoin, all the big ones, like maybe Dogecoin, maybe, definitely not Shiba Una. Mm-hmm. All the pop, more popular ones, Cardano, Avalanche, mm-hmm. they're going to use everything for it. But that's a real advantage for the banks as well because people are going to want to open more bank accounts with mm-hmm. them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I don't know how all of these like big names that are pulling off these scams with crypto and all that are actually able to keep their credibility you know like i mean i think um i think logan paul um at one point he um what's it called he sponsored a crypto scam like complete it oh I think yeah aiden ross did it at one time on act like accident or no he said it was an accident but we really don't know right like how do people like keep believing them afterward do they just don't notice do they not participate like what actually happens
0: uh well we talked about this last time people mm-hmm. don't look up the facts True. They don't, they Mm -hmm. literally do not go after the facts. They just believe whatever this content creator or influencer decides to do. And that's where they go from there. Mm -hmm. And they literally just, they think this person's so great and everything, but sometimes they're really not. Mm And that's the entirety of why they get away with way more than a lot of other people. Is because they're able to influence. They have that influence over other people and make them believe that it's so great when really it's not. Just because they want to make a few bucks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think caution definitely has to be taught more in today's society. Like, don't believe everything you hear. I think that happens way too often where people are just like, "Oh, he's telling the truth," because they just they just believe anything. And yeah, I that's think that's, true. that's it's
0: because uh, whoever the person's coming from as well. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah, What
1: background? What are they desperate or, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, The next part I want to talk about is some, uh, some crazier YouTubers. Ooh. Okay. So it, the podcast is actually called plug talk. So Mm. it's a podcast where the host and his wife, his co-host, Okay. Basically do a podcast with some random chicks Mm -hmm. and proceed to sleep with them right after every single one. Oh my (laughs) gosh. So instead of all this, how he says it instead of all this foreplay instead of all this uh plots Mm -hmm. before sex they just do sit down and have a chat and then they go fuck like what a fucking alpha but (laughs) at the same time it's with your wife too and they're just like i guess they're just swingers at that point Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that's like it's almost genius at the same time because nobody else is doing it right now Mm -hmm. nobody else is doing that like who came up with that he's like I did. I just like was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna do it. Like, why aren't we doing that? And then he started it, and it's like taking off right now. I think it's at sixty thousand subscribers right now. It's <laughs> doing actually very well for itself. So,
1: <laughs> do you, if, I don't know though. Like, I mean, I know I have like different values than most people out there in the world today because I'm like a bit of more of a conservative person. But at the same time, like, if I was a woman I, on that, po- I would not want to go on that podcast with my face. Because imagine like. I mean, obviously I'm a person that, you know, values like purity and innocence in women. That's like a value that I have. But if I was to see
0: that person, I would never want to date them ever. Yeah. I feel like it's more, I think they're more forties though. I think they're in their forties or fifties. Oh, so. the women are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I well, mean, then, so is yeah. the, everybody on that podcast. Mm-hmm. I think they're like older people anyway. So mm-hmm. they're basically swingers at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I mean, I guess his wife is like, what, like
1: a permanent swinger. I mean, you could say it, right? I
0: guess you could both say they're swingers, apparently. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen uh, the show called Sex Life? No, nah, I haven't Probably watched that not, one. Probably not, yeah. Mm-mm. But basically, one time people were like told to react to these uh, episode 3, 1950. I like, recently watched it. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking curious. Like, I just want to see what the fuck this is Talk. Okay. Basically, it was a fucking hog. And what I mean by hog is there's two guys in a shower and literally one turns around and that was the fucking hog. Oh my God. It's like a fucking like arm length of a dick. Oh Jesus Christ. And I'm not even joking about that. You guys can look that up right now. I swear to God, that's actually a fact. Obviously it's probably prosthetic. I doubt anybody has that fucking big. Let's be honest. Nobody Mm -hmm. will have fucking 15 inch penis. Let's be honest. No way. No way. And that's a, that's, uh, not even hard. No way. Yeah, that's fake. Not that's even fake. joking. You can look it up yourself. Not even direct. Seriously. <laughs> He's like, I got to go look that up now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Liam's going to look it up right now. He's like, I got to fucking see this shit. It's on Netflix. It's called Sex Life. Episode 3, 1950. I want you to, re- I want to see your reaction to it as soon as you pull it up. Do you have Netflix or no? I don't want to look, don't show me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Charlie doesn't want to look, but uh, I know Jacob would. I'm not even joking, <laughs> you. Just like, somebody's like, react, react to this shit, and I was like, alright, I'm curious. And this guy's like, that's a fucking hog. <laughs> and that's why I got started. I was like, alright, I gotta watch this shit, I gotta see what the fuck this is about. I actually finished that show, too, (laughs) (laughs) and I started there. (laughs) I didn't even watch the first two episodes. I was like, you know what, I'm just fucking curious at this point. What the fuck? Yes, I'm not even joking. You watch the rest of that episode. You tell me if you're going to watch the rest of that. No. (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) His dick was so massive.
0: It was at least... Not as massive as mine. It was at least 12 inches. Let's be honest. You can't hide that yeah <laughs> I was like that's a lie all right let's get let's back to the conversation <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all right so uh who was your first friend and are they still in your life if not why
1: okay so my first friend his name is Drew and he my uh, my mom and his mom were best friends. Um and he was actually there when I was born. And so we have been friends ever since the day I was born. He is still in my life.
0: Um and yeah. Great friend. Great
1: friend. What about yourself?
0: Oh man, I have a very, very long story with my first friend. So oh, here we go. My first friend actually was my neighbor, surprisingly. We went to the same school, same everything, but so basically, we did a lot of dumb shit. Let's be honest. We did a lot of dumb shit. And that's probably what you do in your first with your first friend anyways. You do a lot of dumb shit. At least for guys, I feel like that's more of what it is. Okay. Uh, let's see. How do we start this story? So So we got we started as very young kids. We started at maybe infants, 2 months, 3 months old. We Bonded from there essentially we were like walk across the park or walk across a Little strip of land not even that far. It was like a minute not even a minute walk like 30 seconds You get to each other's houses. So obviously we were pretty close to each other. Yeah And let's be honest. He definitely uh, explored my mind very much so Where we actually started with oh, I can't remember we started with some really dumb shit Uh, Let's see. We did airsoft. We've done anything from hide-and-go-seek. We've done Let's see. We watched my first horror movie With him and I was fucking scared the shit out of trying to go to bed that night. I could not sleep (laughs) the rest of that night Um, Let's see what else did we do it was we just done some very dumb shit, uh He was kind of like a toxic friend as well and I feel like that's ultimately what kind of like got me separated from him is we were supposed to go to a fair one year and basically what happened is he was like, I don't want to go if your family's not going to do this, this and this. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I don't know what you want from me. I'm like, I can't change what my parents are going to, my parents are going to drive me. He's like, well, if you guys aren't going to leave in like five minutes, I'm going to leave. Like, okay, I'm like, like, what am I supposed to do? I can't tell my parents to do anything. Like, they're just going to hit me back. I'm like, I'm not going to do that shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So eventually we did go to the festival or whatever it was in kindergarten. and Not in kindergarten. I think it was like second or third grade. They do a little fair event basically every Halloween. So about (laughs) right now, especially for school, in elementary school. And we'd always go do things, do everything like that. And I feel like that's where our friendship actually kind of split apart from there, is elementary school. He actually moved away. He went to like, thir- he was like a 30 minute drive. So I really never hung out with him. And eventually he moved back to Los Sendas and we hung out maybe one or two more times. And after that, I think that's where the drama really hit him too. I'm not gonna name his name because I still feel like it's terrible to do this is I don't really want to say it without him, but I mean, I kind of need to. Okay. And his dad actually killed himself. Oh jeez. And he was actually the first person to walk in on him. And I'm not even fucking with you. He was supposed to go over to his dad's house I, that's what I, I think I got it from him. Is he was supposed to go over to his dad's house, and he was actually the first person to see his dad literally being shot. And I'm not even BSing you. That's like, you know how traumatizing that is as a child. Very traumatizing. Like seriously, he was probably 13, and from there, he he really changed his life. Somewhat for the better and then it went down hell again, but he lost, he lost a lot of weight. He went from I think 195 and he went down to like 160. Like he was skinnier than me and everything. He was like going to the gym actively like every day. So he really changed his life for the better and then he started vaping, doing all this other stuff. I never really talked to him after that. I mean, it was kind of one of those things as soon as his dad Basically, he walked in on his dad. I have never talked to him ever since, really. I, like, reached out to him and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. If you ever need to talk or anything, let me know. He never did, unfortunately, but you know what? At the end of the day, friendships change all the time. Your persona <laughs> changes every day. You have to really relate to the people that you really want to relate with and not go after somebody that sh- you shouldn't be. And, unfortunately, he was that way. I wish he wasn't that way. I thought maybe he would change a little bit because of that, but he really hasn't. Unfortunately, he might be listening to this. Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, sorry about that said story. You got any uh crazy topics like that for friends? Nah, I mean, me and my friends, like. Any dumb shit with your friends?
1: To be honest, like. I mean, I think we've. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. I just thought of one. So um, I'm not gonna name his name, but he's still my homie to this day. Uh, definitely one of my best friends. Um, so we were driving, right? Mm-hmm. We were going to Chick Fil A, and then he was in the left turn lane, but he thought he was going straight. Oh, and then when the no, turn he's signal go happened, all six
0: lanes, isn't he?
1: But then guess what? We. Did not get hit. What? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we weave through the cars
0: and then just got out of there. Damn, wait, was this at a red light and you went through the red light or no?
1: How do I explain it? So, okay, here's exactly what happened. So we're in the lane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks he's going straight. And then the green turn light comes on. I think that he's supposed to turn right because he had the directions and i wasn't paying attention to the directions so i think he's supposed to turn he knows because we were supposed to go straight that he's supposed to go straight but he's in the wrong lane so then the turn signal the green turn signal comes oh i think
0: right now you're going with this now yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and then i say green and then he goes and then but then he thinks it's straight so then he goes straight, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, ah. and then he goes through, he goes to the right of the first car who stops, thank goodness. Then he makes a left, the other car behind him stops, and then he just goes
0: Jeez. to the left. So he literally went, they were going left and left, trying to both go left turns, but he didn't do left turns. He was like weaving through the left turners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, one time thing. Dumbass
1: drivers, I swear.
0: Hey, I, I mean, I got in two accidents too, so. I've gotten two accidents, so I kind of relate to that. Yes, all, for, all for dumb things. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. brakes, Brakes failing on me. Mm-hmm. Both times, unfortunately. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Did, so you, got, you probably got reimbursed on that, right? Like, the brakes, yeah. You didn't get reimbursed? You should have got reimbursed. That's a car failure. It's not you.
0: Nope. Still got the ticket, and I still had to pay for it. So I was like, well, great, thanks. Thanks, insurance company, for not having my back. That should not have happened. Yeah, I was considered at fault 100% both times, despite the fact that the the second accident, the first one, 100% my fault. Second one, the driver decided to stop in the middle of the highway. Why? Yeah, exactly, why? That's the entirety of the point. She literally stopped in the middle of the highway, and I was falling probably five, six seconds behind her and it was on a rainy day and my car just slid right into her what am i supposed to do like i broke i basically braked at the same time she did and i probably hit her about 35 miles an hour like i can't really do anything about that like i tried to weave i tried like last second to weave out of the way too to try to avoid her and i i just couldn't do it like i was just too close to her and she was still slowing down where if, She wasn't slowing down. I would have been able to weave around her, but of course she was still slowing down and I almost had that same incident actually happen again where Some motorcycles pull off the side of the road, which isn't a real problem Except when it's on a downhill slope on a curvy road going down the mountain Like how dumb does that sound? They literally were pulling off in front of a Tesla Jeez. literally and I was following that Tesla and luckily the truck driver like started honking his horn he saw mm. it before the Tesla did and I knew that was like a warning sign to me so I actually got a little bit advanced into it and I was able to actually swerp in between the Tesla and the truck driver at an angle where they were like almost about to hit me on both sides but you made and it I, right through huh? I made it a bu- Oh, dude. yeah I was like I think Liam was there actually with me too going down the mountain and tesla started going down and the motorcycles pulled out in front of him yeah.
2: I, mean, I just remember it happening like i wasn't really paying attention because obviously i wasn't the one that was like driving or whatever um and then like when he was driving i just see like i just see a motorcycle like he was like swerving in and out or something like that and like And then all of a sudden I just see like Dom, he just like swerves out of the way just to like avoid the crash. But then there was also a truck like near him in the lane, I think. And like, I don't know. I think he like, I think he presented that uh, accident pretty well. Like that could have gone like pretty bad,
0: honestly. Yeah. And I knew that Tesla was breaking faster than I was. So I was like, I got to get out of the way or I'm going to hit the Tesla. And I'm like, Uh, $65,000 Tesla damage or try to swerve out of the way and not hit anybody. I think I'll take the swerve out of the way and not hit anybody option. Well, hey, Liam, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. You just got, uh, just started with us. Ever heard the saying, when one cleans up the house, they
2: expect guests?
0: (laughs) No, No. No, I've never heard that.
2: Do you know what I'm referring to? No? When, when a guy shaves his ass, he expects a wiener up his butt. Oh.
0: Yeah, I definitely didn't get that.
1: Yeah. The only reason you would need a condom in that situation is to prevent STDs. <laughs> or
0: AIDS or herpes or monkeypox. Yes. The St- new you know, virus, the monkeypox.
1: Yes. Speaking of a- AIDS, I-, I think that EZE was injected by Suge a- Su- Sh- Knight. Oh what? I think Eazy-E was injected with AIDS by Shug Knight, and that's why he died.
0: I don't know. I don't know anything about that story. So. You're going to have sure. to explain that.
1: 90s rap. So basically, Easy e was part of NWA. He was on the come up with Ice Cube, Tupac, Biggie, all of them. But um, basically, Suge Knight trashed, tried to trash Eazy's record company for some beef that they had. And then I think Easy was actually going to kill Shug Knight because Shug Knight is basically the most evil person in hip hop. You got to understand, right? Um, and so, then, but before Easy could get to him, it's rumored that Shug Knight s- somehow injected Easy with AIDS because Easy did have like, um, you know, multiple women with him, but they were all tested and they were all clean. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of strange, isn't it? It. You know, it's definitely one of those conspiracies that it might happen. Mm-hmm. You never know nowadays. It's like everything kind of happens and you don't really know why anymore, mm-hmm. especially for I feel like a lot of the things that the government says they've done is a lot of it's a lie. It feels like mm-hmm. honestly, it truly feels like a lie sometimes what the government does mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to trust the government like completely mm-hmm. is because sometimes they're just like, who knows if we actually landed on the moon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Who really think- knows?
1: Mm -hmm. I think only like 20% of people trust the government
0: today. Oh, it's probably significantly lower now. Mm -hmm.
1: Probably, yeah. I feel like
0: only politicians and uh, social media, but social media is just trying to get more. uh, I can't even explain the name. I feel like social media and news companies are just trying to blow up stories, and they're just trying to get the most views so they get the most money. That's how they make money. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%.
1: But, um, yeah, because if you think about it, um, like, you know how back then, like, the news was, like, they put the title, they put exactly what happened, and then they put the story behind it. Nowadays, they leave it on, like, a cliffhanger, right, where it's kind of like, oh, like, five things you should do uh, to do blah, right? So, it's, like, they kind of make you actually read through the entire news story with all the ads in there,
0: with all the suspense. Oh, yeah, that's how they make their money, though. The ads is what's Mm -hmm. make their money. Mm -hmm. The watching part gets those ads to make money. Yeah, (laughs) Literally, Mm -hmm. that's all it is. I feel like it's just a cycle between those two. Mm -hmm. And some YouTubers actually take that to advantage. I think there was uh, some YouTubers who, if they make like a 40 minute video, they'll put like a fucking shit ton of ads and they'll make like $70,000 on one video just because of all those ads.
1: Jesus. I haven't seen one of those yet, but then again, I'm kind of like, I'm not on YouTube that much compared to other people. So yeah.
0: Content creators. Yeah. They, they figured out how to become full-time content creators. That's Mm -hmm. the way you got to do it at least Mm -hmm. to start. And then once you get huge, You'll just get sponsorships and you'll just make so much fucking money it doesn't even matter anymore to put ads on there. Yeah, they might put, like, one or two ads, make a little bit extra money, just enough to, like, support them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then you have streamers and they'll put, like, uh, donation bombs or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. They'll put, like, different tiers if you do, like, the top tier and you then there's like a competition between money like how much money can they donate to the same person that's terrible that's like are you kidding me like that mm. there's some definitely inside knowledge there mm-hmm. i think there was one time where there was a battle going on with uh hundred dollar drops and mm. it basically went between two guys and i think the total was about seventy six hundred dollars <sighs> Could you imagine? Literally that's 30 that's 34 times for one guy doing it and 32 got 32 times for the other guy. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, to be honest, like and especially with video game streamers,
1: why would you even pay them when you can just play the video game yourself? Oh, you know, well, I don't get it. I don't I
0: kind of I kind of understand that is because they're prof- more professional and they'll hit like clips that are like insane that you would never really do ever in your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh you have a couple ways you can do things in life is you either follow the pack or you become the, the leader mm-hmm. like you have one of those two things you need to the way you get motivated to do things you need to be that leader and take initiative you can't be sitting around and follow everybody else <laughs> yeah you might get fit if you go to like a crossfit or another team but it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money to maintain that rather than if you just go by yourself to the gym, it's much harder to do it, but it, it really grows your mentality and your persona around it and everything with it to become that new person that you really want to be.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I think it's like this thing where um, you can be the leader of a really like, you know, not well off group like, you know, I mean and some people say that there's no value in society I really don't believe that I think the value in society is the person who's strongest smartest and doing things that are actually in the real world that's why I like him like I used to play video games a lot as a kid and as a teenager but now I don't play a single bit of them because I think it's just they're not real you know what I mean and even with playing with friends you're not actually actively interacting like we are you know what I mean you're not actively uh, participating in that input um what was the point I was trying to make with this? I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Leader, leadership and groups. I think you could, I think almost, you could be the follower of a really great leader in life and you could be a really good follower. I think that's like the second. I think the leader's obviously the best, but they also have to put up with the most, you know, BS mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So it's, you know, it's
0: benefits and liabilities. You get paid more. Oh yeah, you get paid more. I'm like, like, I think I'd rather be on the end that pays a little bit better because as soon as you go home, oh well, it Mm. is what it is. Unless you're a manager and you're like all concerned about your company. And I know a couple of them like, okay, you need to like go home and enjoy your life outside of work. Like it's work is not life always. But you know what? They found their passion. They enjoy doing it, so obviously, if you're having fun at it, why not go after it? You still need to enjoy some things in life, though. Is if you make your passion everything you do, I think there has to be still a limit to it, because otherwise, if you just once you overdo it, you're no longer gonna like it anymore, and that's the problem. That I think a lot of the times, why people get burned out is they overdo it too far. They take it that one step too far and then they suffer the consequences from it. And now they're like, oh, I don't want to ever do that again. And then it kind of like drags them down back out of that thing again. It's just like you have to follow your passion and try not to overdo it. Just try to do it bits and pieces every day. And eventually you'll get so good at it that you never really have to worry about the consequences anymore. And if you do, oh, well, you just learn to brush it off and do it over again because. Obviously if you're doing small bits at a time, you're gonna have small failures, but once you get so used to those small failures you'll be like, Ah, eh, it's nothing to me And as soon as you get to those big so called big failures, it's gonna be like, Oh, it's nothing to me and you're gonna continue to do it no matter what. You just have to start I feel like a lot of times, especially with goals, is you have to start out small and work your way to a bigger thing. So I'll start going to the gym three days a week. Fifteen minutes a day. Uh, then you do that for, let's say two weeks, then you start going 30 minutes every three days and you just keep steadily increasing that. And soon enough, you're going to be doing five days, an hour and a half workouts, and you feel good about your life and everything around it because you started adapting a mindset, which is very positive. I would say is gym is very, the gym is probably definitely probably one of the best, things Mm -hmm. you could do around your life especially a diet and exercise anything to do with those two but once you start getting that routine you're going to be more confident about yourself you're going to want to be able to go do more things you feel good you feel you just feel so energized because you're like oh yeah i can do all that that nobody some people can't do and i'm just happy to be here and i would say the gym is very uh therapeutic sometimes and uh If you lift a lot of weights, you'll definitely understand what I'm talking about. But uh, you're starting with, let's say 200 pound weights and you're like fucking throwing that shit up because you're so angry. Maybe your girlfriend broke up with you, you got a divorce and you're gaining gains at the end of the day. So it's like, I would say the gym is very therapeutic, especially for dealing with anger. You need to put that energy towards something. Why not lift weights, honestly? Mm
1: -hmm. I got to actually kind of take a little bit of a different approach, because to be honest, I don't think people today do enough with their life. I think like the average American family watches like eight hours of TV a day. Oh, yeah. Like it's like they don't do nearly enough work. And like with me and like my marketing thing, I just have programmed it into my mind where I think that I love it and I can do it like I can do it this entire week. Nothing else. I could do only marketing for an entire week. Just learning marketing, just working on my uh, business's marketing, and I could just go. Like I'm quite literally obsessed with it because I made myself that way. And I actually have figured out that the key to not being burnt out is just not letting those negative thoughts get into your mind like this is hard. You see, if you think those thoughts, you're not going to make it. If you think, I love this, I want to do more of this, I want to succeed, you have to focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. Otherwise, you're going to get. What you don't want. You know what I mean? You talked about going to the gym. I think that was an excellent example because you were like, you know what? I want to put it towards something, right? And so you're putting it into something positive, which is lifting weights, getting yourself stronger. And I think if you focus on that, you can maintain a long term healthy relationship with fitness
0: or just a healthy relationship with yourself as well.
1: Absolutely. 100%.
0: Yeah, I, I do believe that people are overdoing it with TV and not doing anything. Mm hmm. I think, I I still think you need to enjoy things in life. I 100% agree with, you need to enjoy things in life. But it's finding that balance between what you want, what you don't want, and what you just kind of like, oh, I'm just like here to live on earth and I want to be, I want to actually go out and enjoy life. So I feel like I just, I would say when you do something hard for eight or maybe four or five hours. Like, yeah, 100% go reward yourself because now you're going to want to do those four or five hours again just to get to that reward again. It definitely gets you to go through life a little bit faster and you'll be much happier in the end as well. But I also believe, well, let's see. Let's change the subject actually here as well. Okay. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Oh, here we go. Is... If you don't have children, what are you going to do when you retire?
1: Well, actually, I honestly can't answer that question logically because I'm going to have I want to have five kids.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how many kids I want. I I honestly do not know. I don't know if I want one, two, three. Who knows? But at the same time is there was Andrew Tate and Nico talking about this. The two probably the most. I would say more like relationship and uh, talking about controversies about women and men and what they should be. Yeah. But one one really, really good point that they brought up is when you're 90 years old and you have all this money, nobody really cares about that. Mm -hmm. Nobody around you really cares about that. And you might not have anybody if you don't have any have anybody around you, how are you going to really enjoy life once you're retired and you don't have a career anymore like really, what are you going to do in life there's no There's no reason to do anything else because you have all this money and you're basically buying things for free but there's not there's nobody around you to really appreciate that. So I feel like once you have children and you have grandchildren you actually get to enjoy spending time with them or spending time with your parent their your s- kids I would say talking about how hard it was to be a parent literally and you get to actually have a better life because you've had children and your children have children and you basically get to have that entire cycle is you don't want your family family, I would say. I was gonna say familia, and I was like, I was like, wait a second. Uh, but you want your f- family to go. Ex- I can't even say it. I can't even experience? Say it. No, not experienced. You want your family legacy to live on. That's what I was trying to say. Is if your family, if you say your family legacy is not worth shit, don't have children. I guess. Like, I can't really control what you do in life, but i will say your life will not be as happy you will not enjoy things as much once you have i feel like i don't have children but i've heard from several parents once you have children it changes your life 100 percent i mean yeah it's much harder in life but guess what you get to have a lot of joys at being a parent and a lot of downsides of being a parent but guess what everybody has to use their time for something. Why not raise another child and maybe make them be the best human possible? Like maybe the rock, like where the rock literally influences thousands and thousands, I would say millions of people literally, and he's pushing them to be better and better every single day. Imagine having a child like that where they actually lived on and made they were the legend literally I am legend essentially where they were able to influence millions and millions of people to become better human beings and help support each other rather than you just living on your life and that's it and once your life's over nobody else can spread the wealth basically
1: yeah so to be honest that's why I'm kind of like I think that life kind of works in phases and so That's actually why I'm not doing a lot of what most people would say fun things in life. Like, I'm not, you know, going out and partying. I'm not going to concerts or raves. I'm just, like, working on my business because I know in the future is that's going to give me the money to have a lot of kids and to live, like, an awesome life. I mean, it's not, like, happening now, obviously, but I know that if I really want that, then this is my shot to do it. You know what I mean? Because let's say, you know, let's say at the max, like eight years from now, my business takes off, right? Like I've made it, then guess what I can do is I can, you know, I could have kids at that point. I could, and then I'm going to have the money, right? So I can use my platform that I've made to help people.
0: And I think that'll be extremely fulfilling. Yeah. I feel like you should live a life helping others and not bringing down others. Once you bring... I feel I definitely resonate with uh, Gary V saying it is once you start acting negative towards others, you yourself become the most negative person mm-hmm. and you bring down your own life because of it. And I definitely I've done that. I've had a job like that and my entire life outside of my job, even though I was only there three days a week out of the seven days, mm-hmm. my entire life persona was like, I can't do it. I'm just here living on earth at this point like i'm just so depressed because of this all this one job and it's one of those things is if you're unhappy with your job you need to figure out a way to become happy with it or leave once you become unhappy with your job you literally your entire life around it changes and it's never for the better unfortunately yeah i mean with the. Uh, With um,
1: the negative part about people, I think um, it is also extremely important to avoid other negative people. Like, you should love them, obviously. Like, you should love them with all your heart. But at the same time, if they're not good for you, you should absolutely go away. Oh, yeah, 100%. I -hmm, I think that's, like, the really hard balance, though, right? Because if you like them, then you want to help them. But at the same time, you can't let yourself be taken advantage of or even hurt by that person
0: oh yeah i definitely see that
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah funny uh, enough i actually had uh and i don't know if they'll overhear it but serving. serving actually that was probably one of my favorite jobs that i've ever done in my life is serving because i just i'm so much of a people person i love talking with different people about different experiences they've had in life and that's why i love this podcast as well as i get to talk about things that they've done in their life like what have you done in your life that is so extravagant i've never heard before and people come up with the most interesting stories i've never heard like i've never think thought to believe that it would be true and somebody actually did it in their life and i'm like oh my god that's so freaking cool like i want to go do that now and i don't know it's just finding that right job for you that really works out obviously serving it's it's definitely a labor job but it's definitely not as bad as bussing bussing is kind of you're just like there you just you're there for the labor and that's the one job i don't like and unfortunately that's what i'm doing right now and i don't think my boss is gonna put me as a server so unfortunately i'm gonna have to leave pretty quick here because i don't want that same experience to happen to me again where I didn't like my job and everything around me changed for the worse. Honestly, like I gained probably 25 pounds because of it. Yeah, I've lost 15 of those pounds. I mean, I'm still kind of losing it. I'm kind of not. I'm just kind of like maintaining it at this point. (laughs) I'm like semi-dieting. I'm just not overeating. That's the secret is I'm just like maintaining my weight. I don't want to go over. I don't want to go under. Just kind of like. Stay at the same because I'm like happier, healthier. I don't feel like I'm like need to lash out at people because I'm hungry. That's the hard part about dieting is I just get so hungry. and I'm like I don't fucking like being hungry at all. Mm-hmm. No, I think nobody does, but it's like necessary if you want to main if you want to cut down the weight. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. <laughs> I'm like fuck. <laughs> I know that, like, you
1: were saying that you wanted to have the money for college, though. So where are you going to get that new job? Are you just going to try and get one one right away, or are you going to take a break a little bit?
0: I I have no idea. I, I just know as soon as I become, like, really, really unhappy with my job, I just need to leave. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I can't put up with that same shit that I did last time where I was just— everything around me changed. But it was, understandably, that's— it's just past experiences where i was given false hope and unfortunately this job is doing that to me right now i was given false hope they told me i was going to be a server they told me i was going to be working more if i had the if i had better juice sales than everybody else i had the best juice sales and guess what they put me on zero serving shifts yeah so you know what i i admit i did fuck up a couple times and you know what it is what it is i'm human and unfortunately i don't think my boss thinks i'm right for the job which is understandable he's a businessman whatever that's it's his decision at the end of the day it's not mine <laughs> i just need to find the right person or the right owner say that does appreciate my value where i val i may be a little bit slower than all the other servers but Guess what I try not to make any mistakes like that's one of the things I'm a perfectionist like I want it to be done Right, if I'm gonna do it, it's gonna take me a little bit longer, but I'm gonna do it the right way I'm not gonna do it the easy way and the fast way and unfortunately I think my boss is just like all about doing it the fastest way possible not so much doing it all the way correctly I'm like I don't resonate with that like if I'm gonna go in and do my job I'm gonna do it the right way no matter if the lashbacks or the, the hate towards me, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm trying to do it the correct way that I was told to do it. I'm not going to do it the easy way. If you want me doing it the easy way, then, like, I can't be blamed later on, later on when you're like, you didn't do it right. I'm like, yeah, no, duh. You told me not to do it that way. You told me to get out of here fast, so I got out of here fast. Like, and you want me to do that every single time? Like you gotta you gotta one point you have to decide what you want and what you don't want. If you don't want me to do it fast, then don't tell me to do it fast. If you want me to do it right, I will do it right. But if you're gonna come back and be like, No, just do it fast, I'm like I'm like, you have to tell me one way you have to keep it one way, you can't just change it all the time. Oh yeah, dude. I had um
1: like all respect to Clarinary Dropout. I had like great managers there, great people, but What I'd often get from, uh, what I'd often hear from different people is whether they wanted it slow or fast, just like you said, because I was a dishwasher. And so what would often happen is you might have like a speck on the plate, right? Like just one speck. And they would tell like, hey, you got to make sure you get on that, you know, but then on one hand, like if I really did try to get all the specks off the plate, they would be like, hey, you're not doing this fast enough. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right is it has to be um, consistent. Mm-hmm. to be honest i think like i mean i don't know like what do you think of customer support what about it because i might have jobs opening up for that if i do really well
0: well it depends on what end of customer support we'll see how that goes if it's just telemarketing hell no oh no it's not it's not marketing
1: at all you're just going to be like handling like the like the customer complaints the billing. oh thanks <laughs>
0: like it depends how much it pays that's 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 what really matters to me is how much does it pay
1: that's understandable yeah because
0: uh, dealing with customer complaints all day it just gets overwhelming you're just like fuck like come on like i get i get you're like complaining like i'm gonna try to calm you down i'm like i get all that part i've done that for three four years now i've just i've learned to deal with it and i've learned how to get people to calm down and some people just don't like you at the end of the day, like some people know, just don't like you. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. Mm-hmm. And those are the people I can never get to calm down. thats It's just so obvious. It doesn't really matter who you're talking to at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is you'd also be, like, really good at it. I mean, what's your
0: busing job paying now? About 20. Oh, that's good, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it. Well, you get no breaks, no nothing. Yeah, no lunch. Mm -hmm. You basically just work eight hours straight. (laughs) And then your boss proceeds to uh, just tell you everything that you do wrong, even though you're doing it right. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. So it's basically like pay is good. Everything else is bad.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm trying to get – I'm trying to get – that's why I'm, like, looking at serving jobs. Serving, I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed at all. Even though I can be overwhelmed – Mm-hmm. at least I get good support at it. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing about it is, and I get to talk to people, and I really like talking to people, especially in the mornings as well. Mm-hmm. I really want to, I'm trying to find a serving job for the morning. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be a nighttime one, but that's that's where it's going to have to configure around a, what's Liam's schedule going to look like, what's your schedule going to look like, because mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do podcasts then. Mm-hmm. Then it's going gonna, it's gonna to change next semester, I know it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, once I get a new job or i moved to a serving job i don't know we'll see how it goes i think i'm gonna get i don't know as well as if i'm gonna get an internship next summer next summer i really don't know i can actually start applying for them i'll technically be a sophomore graduate moving into a junior level classes i'll be like done with some sophomores and i'll be Starting junior level and doing sophomore level at the same time. I'm like kind of in this weird state where I'm doing freshman classes and sophomore classes. Mm. And I don't know how my GPA for my actual degree progresses as well. because oh, you should like check a, that. I'm at like a 2.3, mm-hmm. but that's for every single class. That's not for just my degree that I'm just starting now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going to work. I got to look. I got to talk to my advisor after this semester where I'll get A's and B's so it'll go up way more because I need to apply for scholarships for next summer. I'm like, if I have a 3.25, I get like up to $500. Oh, wow. Off of my, yeah, so I'm like, $500? I'm like, yeah, I think that's a pretty hefty amount for a $1,200 mm-hmm. thing, especially for a community college. It's way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would I would definitely recommend anybody who's starting out and they don't really have a ton of money, like don't go to don't go to big universities oh, no. unless you get unless you get a scholarship. That's really really good. If it, even if it's I would say anything about above half for 4 years is 100% worth it. Otherwise you're doing 2 years at a community college and you're paying full price for the rest of the 2 years. I'm like, why wouldn't you just pay the half and it's the same price at the end yeah. of the day. Like, why wouldn't you just pay the same price? Anything above a half, if you get anything above a half, I would 100% recommend just taking it and go with it to the university. And then then it's the battle of you got to make good GPA, otherwise you'll lose the scholarship altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the real issue. It depends what your degree is as well. Mm-hmm. Any engineering field, good luck. Any Any medical field, good luck. Any science field, good luck. <laughs> Because some of those classes get really, really tough and you don't understand it at all. Mm -hmm. 100%. Okay, wait, I'll go. I really have to go to the bathroom. All right, well, I was about to end it anyway, so. Yeah, we're literally at an hour anyway, so. All right. Thank you guys for listening to our our podcast. Episode 13. We want to appreciate everybody here and... we really really hope to to hear you guys guys' inputs we want to we really want to work on getting a mic guys we really do want to work on getting more guests involved getting four mics we want you to guys grow with us guys seriously like we want you guys to be involved more with us we want to start a youtube channel we want to start a shorts We want to do all these different content creators because we want to hear what you guys want to say about this. We want to hear your voices. We want to include your voices in our podcast. And we'll see where we go for there. Uh, Anyways, welcome Charlie back. And we'll we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. See you next time, y'all. All right, bye.